0: Welcome, thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. What is a visitation? When God shows up to do something good for you. So I see visitation coming to you coming to this house in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, when you study the scriptures very carefully, there are some visitations that were unprovoked and there were some others that were provoked. The unprovoked visitations had a lot to the sovereign purpose and plans of God in a person's life. For instance Samson didn't ask to be born the strongest man right but that was God's plan God visited his mother and they gave birth to him There were people who like Saul of Tarsus in Acts chapter uh, chapter 9 he was causing havoc to the church and God visited him and that singular visitation changed his story, and is the most celebrated Christian of all times. Even people who were ahead of him, he was, he became ahead of them. He said, are they apostles? Say, allow me to speak as a fool. I am more. Philippians chapter, chapter three, verse three, for we are we are the we don't put confidence in the flesh. Verse 4. So I might have confidence in the flesh. If if any other man thinketh that he has whereof that he might trust in the flesh, I am more. If anybody wants to boast about something, he said, me, I can boast in the flesh. the verse four, verse, um, the next verse, verse five, he says that circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning the, the, concerning zeal, I was persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is of the law, I was blameless. So that's his natural credentials. But when he came into the church, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and chapter 12, chapter 13, he was was saying that people, since people have chosen to boast in the flesh, me too, I boast, even though I'm making a fool of myself by boasting. He said, you have pushed me to do this. He said, accept me as a fool. He said, some people are boasting that they are I am more. I am more. Then, that, then uh, verse 16. I say again, let no man think me uh, a fool. If otherwise, yet as a fool receive me, that I may boast myself a little bit. A little. The next verse. That which I speak, I speak not after the Lord, but as it were if, uh, uh, it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting, because they are forcing him to boast those who think they are something I am not I am not behind the chief of the apostles <laughs> Can you imagine made statements like, "I am not behind the chief of the apostles yeah, second 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians. Chapter twelve, verse twelve. I think there's a scripture there we talks about. Truly, the signs of an apostles were wrought amongst you, and all that for eleven twenty two somewhere. I speak concerning reproach twenty one, as though uh, as though we had been weak. However, we wherein soever any is bold, I speak foolishly. I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. So he said, ministers of Christ. He said, I am more. Then he started talking about his credentials and the things that he has suffered in the law. Okay, that's rather Second Corinthians chapter eleven verse five. Yeah, that's the one I was looking for from the beginning, chapter eleven verse five. He says that, for I suppose. I was not a wit behind the very chiefest of the world. So, you talk about who is most apostle. I'm not behind such a person. But the point I was making is that one encounter made him this. Made him this. One encounter. He had an, you know, that is an unforgettable encounter. One encounter made him what we are seeing. One encounter. He said, "Me to me, who am less than the least of the saints? Now, he, this is a very interesting one. He said, those who boast, I'm not behind them. But when it comes to the saints, I'm less than the least of the saints. To me, this grace is given to me that I'll preach the unsearchable riches of Christ amongst the Gentiles. It came through one encounter. One encounter. So, encounters like Paul's encounter was, he didn't provoke it. It, didn't, it was part of God's plan. Pastor, why are you saying that? But he was killing people. That's why Jesus was upset and approached him. His misbehavior was playing into the purpose of God. In what sense? Galatians chapter 1 verse 16. He said, when he pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, to, he separated from my mother and called me through his grace, to reveal his son in me, I did not confer flesh and blood. So he said, it got to a time, God said, now I want to reveal Jesus through this guy. There are some encounters that are not provoked, they are very sovereign based on the purpose of God. They, they are very sovereign. Like your, when your mother got pregnant with you, it wasn't a provoked encounter. <laughs> your showing up is, a part, is, a, is part of God's purpose. But in our dealings with God on earth, there are times that we can engage in certain things to pull down the hand of God. It started from the days of Enoch. And from that time, men began to call on the name of the Lord. Genesis chapter 5, verse 26 or 24 to 26. And from that time, men began to call on the name of the Lord. because. And this one gave birth and lived and died, and this one gave birth, and lived, and died, and this one gave birth, and lived, and died, so from that time, men began to call on the name of the Lord, people were dying, and then Enoch showed up, chapter chapter four, and uh, Enoch showed up, and he began to call on the name of the Lord, so there is something that you can do to provoke intervention from heaven, When your life is in crisis, don't sit down looking for people to sympathize with you. It's a waste of resources. Sympathy does not really change your story. When you are in trouble, when you are in crisis, there are things you can do to change your story. Number one is to provoke the hand of God. Everyone needs to learn how to provoke God. Some people say, if there's God, why am I going through all this? Go keep going through and die and start, continue talking that kind of language. If there is God, if there is God, what difference does it make? It's only you. Others are enjoying it. So if you can go ahead saying, if there is God, there. who do you think you are? Humble yourself and start, instead draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Have you drawn near to him before you start asking, I'm drawing near to God but I can't find him. You haven't drawn near to God and you are about to, you are opening your mouth and blowing hot air. That, what am I going through? Keep talking like that. It won't change squad. God doesn't get intimidated by your worries. But he gets really moved by our movement towards him. So, when you need God, there are things you can do for God to get involved. For God to show up. And this month has been dedicated as a month of divine encounters. I know you might have had different kinds of encounters in your life. But this time, you are like blind by He's been sitting by the wayside, begging for bread, begging for arms. But when he, he needed divine encounter, he started shouting to God. And the people who have been helping him said, keep quiet. He said, you can't help me when it comes to what I'm looking for. What I'm now looking for is a different story. Divine encounter. So if you want divine encounter, there are things you have to do. You have to do some things. There are certain services if you don't attend, forget it. Miracle will not come to your house. Anyone who tells you gathering, coming to church doesn't make any difference. They don't know spiritual things. Actually, Satan will make sure he fights you from making it to church. Especially to an atmosphere like this. Because God's movement as God's move amongst men are atmosphere determined. Atmosphere determined. There are certain atmospheres that are needed for certain divine interventions. He said when they had prayed. I like this scripture a lot. Where they stood, shook. Acts chapter 4 verse 31. When they had prayed, the place where they stood. It's not everywhere. That, That very place they shook. That very place. And on the day of Pentecost, in the Acts chapter 2, verse 1, they were all together in one accord, in one place. Did you see that? That's very interesting. One place, not several places. And you want to say, oh, let's be several places. No, there's every move is at, uh, 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 is, let me use the word, endemic to a certain gathering. There's something that God will do here tonight which will be different from what He will do here tomorrow. Because certain moves of God are endemic to or particularize to a certain assembly or certain gatherings. So it says that they were all together in one accord in one place. One place. one Not few places. One place. One place. One place. Then suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind and filled where? Filled where? Filled where? Oh. No, no. Read that The sound. you what? It filled where? The house where they were sitting—not another house, not the next journey. Ad- there, ad- 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 where they were—it is that place because that move was very, very particularized to that gathering. It fills the house, the whole house where they were sitting. Then you begin to see the effect on them. Then clothing tongues as of fire sat on each. Each when the thing moves, it as long as you were part of that gathering, whether you were praying more or your mind was on football or something, it, it sat on each one, each one, each one, each one, each one, each one, each one. Each one, including people who had just joined and they just came in. People who are not been around for long. They were all together. That is why you never underestimate the power of gatherings the power of gathering. People who don't understand spiritual things and don't understand Christianity always don't play gatherings. One of the signs that a person is not spiritual enough and doesn't understand spiritual things spiritual things and scriptural things is when they don't play gatherings. It's a clear sign. It's a clear sign. So the moves of God are gathering particular. God is using to a certain dimension will always recount or make references to certain meetings. Everybody God is using in a a definite way will always make references to certain meetings. And everybody who has actually had encounters and has met God will also make reference to certain meetings. There are times where you will be privately praying and you can have certain encounters with God. But even with that, within that uh, 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 personal experience it must be retraceable to a certain corporate meetings a corporate meeting. It's, it's, it's always like that that's why churches organize revival meetings they organize meetings because within those meetings things happen and then what God can do as a, res, as, as a result of an offshoot or offshoot of those meetings is what follows you when you get home so when you get home some of you will be sleeping and you begin to see things. So it's important we understand that God is a God of visitation. Let's all say that together. God, God is a God of visitation. Say it again. God is the God of visitation. Say it for the last time. God is the God of visitation. When God visits you, people will know. <laughs> when God visits you, people will know. Don't bother about what they are saying about you. We bothered about the visitation, that the quality of visitation you are trying to pursue. Because when the visitation comes, you don't have to explain to people why you have been doing what you're doing. They will now say, ah, didn't they complain about Elijah, Elisha, that why you follow your master? God will take you away, say, hold your peace. God will take you, say, hold your peace. And after the master was taken away, and I think there verse 16, 15 somewhere there, they saw, they watched from afar. 15, 16 said, and they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest upon Elisha. <laughs> yeah. They said, Elijah, Elijah's spirit has come on the guy. He didn't have to tell them. They saw it. They saw it. Encounters don't need explanations. Encounters come with manifestations. Romans I think chapter 8, verse 19, or somewhere, uh, it says that all creation groans. I wait, Romans 8, 18, and 19, somewhere. I wait the manifestation, not the explanations. For the earnest expectation of creature waited for what? The manifestation. <laughs> manifestation of the sons of God. We will be manifested. The world have heard about our explanations. It's about time they see our manifestations. Yeah. If you lack encounters, you do explanation. If you have encounters, you show manifestations. Yeah. I, see you manifestations. Yeah. I see you having manifestations. I see you having manifestations. I see you money mani- mani- having manifestations see divine manifestations in your life manifestations in your life in the name of Jesus please sit down hallelujah so it's so important to understand that encounters will guarantee manifestations what are some of these th- th- the things you should do in times like this to provoke encounters? Monday, I spoke about faith. Listen, if you don't believe God is, forget said seeking, uh, seeking him. He said, he who comes to God must believe. So if you make up your Hebrews chapter 11 verses, if you make up to God yourself, if you make up your mind, I'm going to God. He said, before you attempt to come, first, you must believe. Else, don't bother coming. There's no difference between the Jew and the Greek when it comes to their manifestations. He said, he who comes to God must believe that he is. No, he was. He did it for Abraham. He did it for David. No, this is different. No, believe that he is. No, he was. For without faith, it's impossible to to please God. For he who comes to God, it's a necessary requirement. If you want God, he says that, don't bother coming. if you are coming, if you choose to come to God, stop it. Go back home if you don't believe He is. Don't waste your, te- your time regularly in church. Maybe the pastor will pray for me, maybe the pastor will pray for me, if you don't believe he is. So if you are coming said, must he who comes to God, he who comes to God. do you see that? He who comes, if you make up your mind that I'm going towards God for help, then the fundamental requirement is you must. It's a necessary requirement. Necessary. Necessary. It's a cardinal requirement. If you don't have that, means don't bother. So there are some things that I must. So he who, believes, who comes to God must believe that he is. Two things you must believe. What's the first one? He is. I am. Moses said, when I go and they ask me who sent me, he said, Tell them I am. I, I just I am. I am egoimi, I am. First of all, must believe that he is and then to, And he is a rewarder of those who pursue him or seek him with intensity. You don't seek him like a daisically. You don't seek him in a cavalier manner. You don't seek him now. well, whatever happens, it doesn't matter. You see, people have been doing that and then later on they say the thing is not working. You didn't work it. Yeah. He who comes to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of people who seek him diligently. So number one is faith. So on Monday, the Lord led me and I told us about how you must operate in faith. Just, just believe God. Forget about bad news you hear. Don't worry. Don't you know, when, when you hear bad news, opportunity for you to. You no, know, that was an opportunity for me to be an ambulance. <laughs> it's your opportunity to step up in faith. When you hear bad news, especially in times like this, when we are praying like this, you are fasting and you heard bad news. Well, yeah, Good, good. Sit and bring it on. Don't be afraid. Put your faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Lift up your right hand. Say, I have faith in God. Say it properly. Say, I have faith in God. Convince yourself. Say to yourself, I have faith in God. pray without having faith in God. Have faith in God. And Monday, have faith in God. Tuesday, have faith in God. Wednesday, have faith in God. I know you are worried about coming Friday or coming uh, Monday uh, because there's a day you know you are supposed to go and meet these people. uh, Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Tell someone "Don't don't worry. Tell another person, Don't worry. Yeah, you can, if, you're, if you're a lady, you can say, Baby, don't worry. Baby, don't worry. Baby, don't worry. Yes. What news have you heard? Don't worry. I'm speaking to you as a prophet. What have you heard? What a let D. What is bothering? You? What is troubling you? There is a higher voice. I stand here. I stand here in the authority of Almighty God, and I say to you, don't worry. They came to Jairus. People from Jairus's house in Mark chapter five, verse thirty-five. While Jesus was speaking, some came from his house and said, "Don't bother. Don't worry. Don't bother about. Don't bother the master anymore for your." Daughter is dead. In verse thirty-six, Jesus turned to him and said, "Fear not; only Holy believe." God. Jesus is another way of Him saying, "Don't worry; is fear not only yeah. believe." Jesus gave His disciples. Jesus gave His disciples a few prohibitions: you shouldn't lie, you shouldn't steal, you should forgive, or you shouldn't hold grudges against people and stuff like that but the prohibition he spoke most about he said most that more than any other prohibition he gave to his disciples was, don't worry don't worry when you are with jesus you're not allowed to worry i don't know who i'm talking to but but I, i know i'm prophesying to somebody It's gonna be all right. 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 It's gonna be all. Sometimes you worry because we don't know what the future holds. That's why you worry. If you knew that this was working for your good. And sometimes we are so confident that, Pastor, this one is different. You are so confident about how different the situation is. And this one, it's really a done deal. It's against you. Don't, don't take an entrenched position in the negative. Because there is also another word. There is a superior authority that is above whatever condition you are. Jesus, the, the angel said, "For with God, nothing shall be impossible." The, the angel said, "For with God." Luke chapter one verse thirty-seven. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. What? You mean nothing shall be impossible? Yeah. Nothing shall be impossible anywhere. In United Kingdom, in America, in China, in Africa, in, in, uh, uh, in Brazil, where, wherever, in Canada, in Ra- He said that for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. Hey, it doesn't look like my marriage will happen. Who told you? Doesn't look like the way things have gotten now is out of it. The doctors have given up now. No problem. Doctors have given. Doesn't mean God has given up. Doesn't mean God, God. has given up. God doesn't need doctors to do what He will do. He can use the doctors when He wants to. But when they are, they come to their wit's end, He steps in higher. I told. Blind uh, but uh, Jairus, leave the master alone. Your servant is already dead. Your daughter is dead. Jesus turned to him. He said, "Fear not. Only believe." Can you do me a favor? Look at somebody who you think is interested in a miracle, and tell the person, "Fear not. Only believe." Tell about two people. Preach to about two people. Preach to about three people. Preach to somebody. Want to pray, but the second thing you need to provoke. So when you have faith, you actually provoke divine intervention, because faith commits God. Bible says that cast not away your confidence. And, and, and no, no. In fact, the one I wanted to go, it, it says that um, Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty-three. Hebrews twenty-three said holding fast yes let us hold fast the profession of our give me old king james let us hold fast the profession of our faith without shaking why because for faithful is he that hold fast the profession of your faith in other words what faith is like a job your career, your profession—you must be a professional faith practitioner. Wow. <laughs> Hold fast the profession of your faith without wavering. There must be, uh, there must be a certain level of consistency with your faith work. Today you are down, tomorrow you are up. Today you are up, tomorrow you are down. This kind of hit and run—no, <laughs> don't waver. And don't let your faith be built on circumstances. So that when circumstances change, your faith changes. Let your faith be built on the solid rock of God's word. It doesn't change. Bible says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled. Psalm 119 verse 98. Forever, O Lord, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. (laughs) <laughs> Psalm 119 verse 98 Forever Lord Thy word is settled. So build your faith On the solid rock Of God's word Not what you heard Not what you just saw Not what you have noticed happening Not what you are feeling The Abraham Bible says that Against hope He believed in God. Romans chapter 4 verse 17, against hope, can you imagine, it's like it's nonsense, Abraham what you are doing is nonsense, how can you expect an old man like you to have a child, and Abraham had the audacity to hope against hope, because this, this kind of hoping is contrary to common sense hope, but he had the confidence to do that, because he believed, he hoped according to that which was spoken. in your bible against hope believed in hope he believed hoping when he believed in hope so he believed The belief was in hope not like you he believed in god but hoping that so he believed in hope like you are traveling in hope that something good will happen you know so abraham also believed in hope he be against hope. He believed, hoping that he might become the father of many, not even one child, many nations. What was the platform? According to that which was spoken, God looked at the stars and he said, so shall I see be. So because God said, now watch this. If God tells me I'll be the next king, I'll believe against hope. I will believe in hope against hope. But if God hasn't said it, please don't try it right but if you are yeah that'll be presumption if you have heard from god if you have seen it in god's way and it has, spirit, it, has spirit, it has entered your spirit if 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 it has entered your spirit then believe god that's why we have to keep coming to church to hear the word of God and what God's word has done for others by virtue of manifestation, which we call testimonies, to, to keep boosting our faith. And suddenly you begin to see possibility where impossibilities existed impossibilities surrounded you but suddenly you begin to see the possibility and you're wondering but why did why do i why did i even think that will happen suddenly yes because you've caught a word 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 receive it in the name of jesus shout lord i believe, lord, I believe. shout it again lord i believe, lord, I believe. Jesus stood, Mark 10, 49. And Jesus stood still. He stood still. It's like, you can't go. People say, are you not going? He said, no, I can't go. Go, I can't go. Somebody has provoked an encounter. He couldn't go because someone has proposed and then when he called the guy he asked the guy what do you want me to do for you the guy said that i might receive my side 52 jesus said your faith beat onto you according to your faith ah. he said your faith has made you whole Jesus said your faith has it's not me the faith you exercise has secured this has secured this divine encounter what faith are you bringing to the table where's your faith grace can set the banquet but you need the faith or spoon to be able to eat. Grace makes it available, but faith makes it personal. Faith makes it your possession. Where is your faith? They were drowning in the sea. Jesus said, they said, "Master, don't you care we are perishing?" And Jesus said, huh Where is your faith? Where is your faith?" Luke chapter 8. Where is your faith? The Luke version. He said, "Where is your faith? Why you what what makes you think you are drowning? Where is your faith? Why are you so afraid?" Where is your faith? What? Ah, but why are you so afraid like an unbeliever will be afraid? That's the difference between a believer and an unbeliever. Yeah. When faith hits in, when crisis comes, unbeliever responds. When the devil knocks at the door, a, a, an unbeliever responds with, Oh! Ai! Trouble. When the devil knocks at the door, a believer sends faith to answer. Sends faith to answer. And it continuously faith deals with the matter. Because it says that, (laughs) Mark chapter 9, verse 23, all things are possible to him. Fasting without faith is fighting invisible battles. You don't know what you are fighting. Fasting without faith is fighting without a guarantee or security or protection. But when you fast and there is faith, small fasting small fasting is downloading supernatural results. Yeah. I see somebody receiving it. Yeah. One more point I want to add, if you want divine encounter, number one, yes. faith. Number two, expect something to happen. Yeah. Why do they call pregnant women, or when they're, is, they expect, is, is an expect, is she's expecting? Yeah. You can't be pregnant without expecting. When you are pregnant, automatically you are an expecting mother. That's why I say, Oh, she's expecting, she's expecting, she's expecting, she's expecting. They must now say, About you, you are expecting. They ask you, Why are you going to church like that? What's going on? I'm I'm expecting. Then your auntie says, Hey, are you expecting? What happened? With who? The Holy Spirit. (laughs) I'm expecting. Do you have some people who are expecting it? I think it will be good to sound a notice to the enemy that I am expecting. Say it again I am expecting. You have to have an expectation expectation expect that god will show up even at the nine, 11th hour expect that god will show up and if he doesn't show up in your time in your timing expect that he will show up in his time he might be four days late I will still be on time. God is always on time. Heaven is always on time. Expect. Be a, 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 a man of high expectation. Why? Because of your faith in God. Be a woman of high expectation because of your faith in God. When you have high expectations, Satan tries to throw everything that you is is, is beginning to get confused because Bible says that actually when you are in faith, your faith is the shield against the fiery darts of the enemy. So the satan is always throwing darts, you know, fiery. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. He's always throwing fiery darts. So taking the shield of faith whereby you'll be able to, 16, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench, you'll be able to, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the week. Every one of them, you can handle it. Yeah. Every one of them, you can handle it. Whoa. After you handle it, be expectant. Yes. I'm expectant. i expectant! Expect a miracle. How are you doing? I'm expectant. I expect a miracle. I expect a miracle. Miracle, you expecting? When it shows up, you know. Because it, 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 I won't have to explain myself. It will speak for itself. It says, it says that for though it tarries, wait for it. At the end, it shall speak. <laughs> Day when I came, I came, God put this scripture on my. I was going to go to Adam. He said, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, it shall. Peace. At the end, it shall. Peace. At the end, it shall. That's manifestation right there. It speaks. Yes. And when vision speaks, even the deaf hears. Yes. <laughs> When vision speaks, the blind will see worse. Is that one expectant? Let me add one more. To provoke faith, number one, so to provoke encounters, have faith. To provoke encounters, have an expectation. They went in the upper room praying, waiting. They expected something to come. They were expecting. They were expecting. You remember Elijah, first Kings 18. Send the server, go and check if you if there's any rain. The server came and said nothing, so go again because he was actually expecting, he was expecting. This is what I call the provoked visitations. You might expect you are coming, don't be here like everybody. Make sure you're being here, it's, it's with an assignment. That's why the time you come here, you can enter with a colleague. You all work at the same place. You finish work at five. You will get here at quarter to six, and they may get here at seven. They say, wait for them. They say, no, I, I, I think we should hurry up. Because you are expecting. Because you are expecting. When you are expecting, even your wardrobe is affected. Yeah. Yeah. Mamas and papas, do they still exist? Some people say no, others say yes. Expectant, you go and buy all kinds of clothes. Expectant. So when you are expecting, it influences your actions. When you come to church, you are tired, but you get up. You don't, don't behave like someone has forced you to stay in church. Why don't you? Why, why are you doing this to yourself? When you are expectant, sometimes you can't wait. Yeah, 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 you are always yeah, yeah, yeah. on your toes. You, you, a, a word that not even landed, then you say, amen, amen. amen. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. And finally, let me add this and I'll continue. Should I add this one? Yes, yes. Peter was kept in prison. The church prayed for him. When he was released from prison, he went to the place he had prayed. Anything you pray for, you are trapped. One of the easiest ways to get married is to pray for your marriage. And pray for other people's marriages. If you pray for only your marriage, I can't guarantee. Because it, you might be influenced by lust. Perhaps you pray for other marriages. You respect marriages. Someone is, taking, is saying negative things about somebody else's marriage. Somebody, you don't participate. Or you, want to, you want to keep marriage sanctified. So you just you don't... See, you, 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 then you pray rather for the marriages. That let marriages are no do. You get married. When they prayed for Peter, when he was released from prison, he went to where they were praying. Acts chapter 12, verse 12. 13. He came to the house of Mary of with Where many gathered, were gathered and were praying. There's a way prayer attracts testimonies. Can you imagine Jesus Himself? He said, pray, "When He was being baptized, He was praying. The Holy Ghost came, and He told the disciples in John chapter, I think, um, 14, that I will pray the Father, He will send the Holy Spirit. When He goes to heaven, He went to sit there to pray. Holy, send the Holy Spirit." Mm-hmm. So, divine encounters are subject to prayerful atmospheres. If you are expectant, you will cancel certain appointments. And you say, I have to be in church. Some people don't know, they they don't understand why you go to church the way you do. You know why? Two reasons. Number one, because of the kind of church they are supposed to. You know, the bishop who came recently, and not the second one, the first one, Bishop Ernest, who visited us on a Sunday. When we closed, we got to the office. We're having a church. He said, Now I know why when you travel, you want to come back quickly to be in church on Sunday. He said, Now it all makes sense. When they don't know the kind of church and the kind of atmosphere you are enjoying from, they don't understand why you keep going. Because they are judging where you are going by the, bro- the, the downgraded places they've been going. Yes. yes. They don't understand why. So that's why people ask, "But well, why keep?" Because their definition of church. If they knew, if they had a glimpse into what you are testing, they will follow you. Yeah. Number two, the reason why they, they why are you why because they are not expected. As I'm telling you, there's someone who close from where Excel. Well, I'll go tomorrow, test Meanwhile, God wanted to meet them here today. So I'll go to. You are not expectant. That's why you get tired very quickly. You know when you are you are impassioned about something. When you are tired, you don't even feel it. When you are expectant, when we are praying, you really don't care who is watching or is not watching. When you are shouting, you don't care. Blind Bartimaeus was really blind. He was blind to then what the people around him will think about it. he was blind he was blind he couldn't be bothered he was crying at the more yes. his initial problem was blindness but he said for this matter let me add deafness to him. <laughs> he added and he shouted the more why because he was a man of expectation yes. 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 Is somebody expecting? Is somebody expecting? Say in the name of Jesus, oh Lord, I have faith in you. I have faith in you and I'm not afraid because I know with you nothing shall be possible. Nothing shall be impossible. With you, all things are possible. So I believe, oh Lord, and I have a high expectation. I am expecting a miracle, a testimony, the manifestation of your goodness, of your power. to pray for a few minutes thank you for listening to this message by david entry to hear more from david entry follow him on facebook instagram twitter and linkedin you can also subscribe to carriage church on youtube don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date be blessed